0: We're going to be learning the Hamedrish veHamasa on Parshas Yisro. The Drusha has to do with the importance of substance over surface, and he applies that to the mitzvah of Shabbos. The Torah says, You should work for six days and complete all your work. So the Medrish asks, can a person complete all their work in six days? Generally, we have a lot more work than just six days. So the Medrish makes two points. First, A person should rest on Shabbos as if all their work is completed. So they should act as if all their work has been completed, even though it hasn't. And the other point is that you should rest from even thinking about work. So you shouldn't even think about work on Shabbos. And if you do so, so then the medrash says then you'll enjoy Hashem. So the medrash wants to explain this medrash and he begins with a separate issue. There was a debate between the rabbis and the baytusin, the people who don't accept rabbinic tradition when Shavuos is supposed to be. The Torah says that the Omer begins mimachras ha the day after Shabbos, and then 50 days later is Shavuos. So the Baitusim say that this refers to Sunday, the day after Shabbos, so Shavuos always falls out on a Sunday, whereas the rabbis understand that Shabbos in that context refers to Pesach, so whatever day Pesach is, the next day begins the Omer, and 50 days later is Shavuos but it could be any day of the week. So the Gemara tells that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai wanted to argue with the Baitusim. He said, You fools, where are you getting this idea? So nobody was willing to argue back <laughs> except for one old man who started arguing with Rabbi and ben Zakkai. And he said, Moshe, Rabbeinu, Moshe loved the Jews very much and he wanted them to have a two-day holiday, like what we would call a long three-day weekend. So Moshe wanted them to enjoy a two-day holiday. So that's why he instituted Shavuos on a Sunday so that they'll have Shabbos and Sunday to enjoy. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai responded, If Moshe loved the Jews, why did he leave them in the desert for 40 years? So obviously that was not pleasant. So the old man responded, That's your answer to me? That's how you're going to leave this? So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai responded to that, Our Torah should be no worse than your prattle the nonsense that you're saying. So this is the exchange that the Gemara records, and obviously we have to understand the meaning of what they're saying. Also, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai uses very strong language. He seems very upset. He's calling them fools or idiots. So why is Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai using that type of language? And also, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says to them, where are you getting your view from? Now, the truth is that their view is the literal reading of the Torah. It says on the day after Shabbos. It's the rabbis that are reading this, Differently, They're saying that Shabbos is not literally Shabbos, it's Pesach. So why is Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai acting like the rabbinic reading is the more natural one and the Baitusim have to defend their reading? So the Hamed Rishvah explains that the truth is in order to understand the written Torah, it's impossible without some sort of oral tradition. There is no way to make sense of certain psukim or words in the written Torah without some sort of oral tradition as well. So the rabbis have both the written Torah, the Torah Shebech as well as the oral Torah, the Torah Shebal On the other hand, the Tstukim and the Baitusim, these groups reject the oral tradition, and they claim that they're going to interpret the written Torah internally, from only within, without using any external traditions. Now, says the Hamedrish and If the Tzdukim were able to do so, so they were able to interpret the written Torah on its own, then the problem with what they're doing would only be ideological because they're rejecting one of the core beliefs of Judaism that there's not only a written Torah, but there's also an oral Torah. But the problem with the Tzdukim's approach goes even deeper because they're not even able to interpret the written Torah on its own. They do need to rely on certain traditions. So what they're saying is now inconsistent because sometimes they do use the oral tradition and sometimes they reject it. So their whole approach is illogical because you don't know when they're going to use a tradition and when they're not going to. And that's exactly the issue that's going on with the question of when Shavuos falls out because they're saying that it's always on the Sunday after Shabbos. Now, the Gemara points out that there's 52 Shabbos in a year. So how do we know which Shabbos the Torah is talking about? The Torah only says on the day after Shabbos, but which Shabbos? Now, the truth is that we can figure this out logically. Because the Torah is saying that you bring the Omer sacrifice, which is a barley sacrifice, so that comes around the barley season. And then seven weeks later, you bring the Shtei HaLechem, the wheat sacrifice on Shavuos, so that comes around the wheat season. So if we apply this to the calendar, we basically know when the barley season begins in Israel and when the wheat season begins. So we can figure out that the Shabbos the Torah is talking about is the Shabbos after Pesach. That's when the barley season begins. So then you bring the Omer on that Sunday. And then seven weeks later is when the wheat season begins. So you celebrate Shavuos. So there is a way to figure this out. But this is the whole problem with the Tzdukim's approach because the Torah never said that the Omer is a barley sacrifice. So if you don't know that piece of information, then you're not able to figure out which Shabbos the Torah is talking about. We have no idea what season the Torah is referring to. The only way we know that the Omer is a barley sacrifice is from the rabbinic tradition. So this is a good example of how the Tzdukim are figuring it out from within the written Torah itself, but they're also relying on the rabbinic tradition that the Omer is a barley sacrifice. But then they're rejecting the other part of the Torah Shabbat Peh that Shavuos can fall out on any day because the Shabbos refers to Pesach. So they're picking and choosing half of the oral tradition and rejecting the other half. So that's exactly what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka is trying to say, you 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 fools, it's not only that you're wrong because you're not listening to the oral law, but you're internally inconsistent. What you're proposing is totally illogical because you're using some of the Torah Shabal Peh, but not the rest of it. So that's what he says to them. How do you know which Shabbos we're talking about? Your whole approach just proves that you're fools as opposed to the rabbinic approach, which is internally consistent because we accept the Torah Shabal Peh. So now this elderly man responds to him and he defends the Tzdukim's approach. He says that Moshe wanted Shavuos to be a two-day holiday so the Jews would have a double day to rest. Now, he uses an interesting phrase because the one who gave the mitzvah of Shavuos is God, not Moshe. So why is this old man focusing on Moshe as the lawgiver? So he's giving away something. He doesn't really attribute these rules to Hashem. He's trying to indicate that it's Moshe who's the one who originated the concept of Shavuos. Now, if he had said that Hashem loves the Jews, and therefore he gave them a two-day holiday, so that would have made sense, because Hashem does love the Jews, so it makes sense he gave them a two-day holiday, and the fact that Hashem had them travel in the desert for 40 years, we could attribute that to Hashem. He's greater, he's far above any human being, so we don't have to understand all of Hashem's decisions. The fact that the Jews also spent 40 uncomfortable years in the desert, we could attribute to Hashem being way above our logic. But once you're saying that Moshe is the one who originated Shavuos on Sunday so now Moshe is a human being even though he's a greater human being but he's still a human being. So on Moshe, we could ask a logical question, which is the point Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai now makes, which is if he wants the Jews to enjoy a two-day holiday, why did he schlep them around the desert for 40 years? So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai is picking up on the fact that the old man is saying that Moshe is the originator of Shavuos on Sunday. Now, when people are arguing and someone makes a very strong point, so very often the other person will come up with a counter, which is not directly related to what they were discussing. So he'll try to veer the conversation in another direction because he doesn't have a good response to that point. So this is exactly what the old man now says to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai. You should stay focused on the argument that we're having, and instead you went to a different subject, which is Moshe's leadership decisions. So that shows the weakness of your argument that you can't respond to what I said. So that's what the old man says. This is how you're going to leave it. In other words, you're responding with something which is unrelated because I made a strong point. So to that, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai responds and he says, you tzedukim are all about the external points of your argument, but there's no real substance to anything you're saying. In other words, it's exactly this point that he's been making, that they're inconsistent, their whole approach is illogical, but on the surface, they try to make their arguments sound nice. So that's what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is trying to say now, that you don't really care about the substance of any argument, you're just interested in how they sound externally, even if at their core, they don't really have any meaning. Now, there is another point which reinforces this as well. Says the Ahmed Rishveh why are the Tzdukim only concerned about Shavuos being on a Sunday? What about the rest of the holidays? Why doesn't Sukkis or Shemini Atzeres also have to be on a Sunday so that people get a two-day holiday to enjoy themselves? So he suggests that the Tzdukim believe that there... there... There is no mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov. You don't need to enjoy the rest of the holidays. Only Shavuos has a special mitzvah to enjoy because it's the day when the Torah was given. So it's such a special holiday that you have to enjoy it more so than Sukkis and Shemini Atzeres. And that is a view in the Gemara of Rabbi Eliezer that there's a commandment to enjoy Shavuos more than the other holidays. So that's why the Tzdukim are concerned with Shavuos being on a Sunday as opposed to the other holidays. But again, this doesn't make sense because according to Rabbi Eliezer, you have to enjoy Shavuos because he follows the rabbinic tradition that Shavuos is on the 6th of Siva on the day that the Torah was given. But according to the Tzedukim, Shavuos is always on a Sunday. It's not always on the day when the Torah was given. So why would you have to enjoy Shavuos more so than other holidays if it's not actually on the day when the Torah was given? So this again emphasizes how they semi-borrow from the oral tradition when it's useful for them, but they don't really think through the logic of what they're doing and they end up with these illogical positions like you have to enjoy Shavuos because it's the day the Torah was given, even though they celebrated on a Sunday, even though that's not the day that Torah was given. So this is another example of their inconsistency. Now, the Amrish Masa applies this also to the mitzvah of Shabbos. And he says that unfortunately, we see all sorts of people who follow the rules of Shabbos. So they avoid doing work, but they do cut corners. So they talk about business. They try to do whatever business they're able to. So the problem with this, he says, is that Shabbos is an incredible gift. It's a day to refocus, to think about Hashem. It's a day when we're able to get our priorities back and think about Hashem and Torah and family, as opposed to doing what we do the whole week, which is run around doing work. Now, what these people are doing is they're not benefiting from the gift of Shabbos, because even though they're following the rules of Shabbos, but because they're cutting corners and they are discussing business, So they're showing that they don't really want to refocus on Shabbos. They don't want to think about the fact that Hashem created the world and he runs the world. They would rather be doing business, but the rules of Shabbos are preventing them from doing what they would want to do. So there's two ways to experience Shabbos, either in the real substantive way of reflecting on the message of what the day teaches us and incorporating it into our lives, or we can just go through the rules of Shabbos, but our thoughts are really on the fact that we wish we could be doing business and doing the kinds of things we do all week. So this is another instance of prioritizing the surface obedience to the rules without understanding the substance of the day. So So that's exactly what the Medrash is saying, that the Torah is teaching us that we should treat Shabbos as if all our work is done. We have to act on that day as if there's nothing left for us to do. And furthermore, we can't be thinking about work at all. And if we're able to do that and get in the zone of Shabbos and really reflect on the day, az tisana gal Hashem, then we'll be able to enjoy Hashem. As opposed to if we're undermining the point of Shabbos, even if we're following the rules, then we won't get out of the day what we're able to. And the Hamerosh masa ends this drasha with a very interesting idea. He says that really this principle applies to the whole Torah. That the Torah is intended for someone who's basically in a good spiritual place. So that person will be able to get the benefit of the mitzvahs and it will keep them focused and give them a strong spiritual life. But someone who's in a sickly spiritual place, so they're not starting off in a good place, the rules of the Torah are not necessarily enough to give them a good, strong spiritual life because they can undermine it. So that person has to be more proactive in getting themselves to a good spiritual place so that the Torah will be able to help them. But for someone who's in a more sickly place, it's not just a given that following some of the rules of the Torah will take care of them because they might need to do something a little more proactively to make sure that their soul is being nourished, more so than just following the rules of the Torah. Because again, we see that people can follow the rules without necessarily... Absorbing the message. So, this is an interesting drusha with some nice ideas.